is David Limbaugh, and I think we have David on line one with us. David, are you there? Yes, I'm here. It is a pleasure and an honor to have you on 101.1 The Answer here in Little Rock, Arkansas. My old friend Dave Ellswick, I know, would love to be doing this interview himself because I know what a huge fan he is of your work. And uh, I have been uh, as well. I only have just started your latest book, Guilty by Reason of Insanity, but the first couple of chapters have just pinned my ears back. You, I think, have really nailed a lot of what is remarkably uh, different in our country than any time in our previous history. Do, do, do you see it that way, that we are at a real crisis point with with our being torn apart from within for the first time in a, over 100 years? It's unbelievable. Uh, the left the political left has gone so far off the, the rails. Uh, they are for open borders for abortion on demand up to the point of birth and after. Uh, they are uh, in, engaged in identity politics. They have embraced socialism. It is, it is really disturbing what they're doing. And uh, we have an obligation to get in this fight uh, or we're not going to save this country for our kids and their kids. Would you say that this is the most important election in the la- well in our lifetimes? Have we had a more important election that we faced in our lifetimes? I don't see how we could have, uh, because as I said, the left is so extreme now, and the Democratic Party is a wholly owned subsidiary of the left, of the extreme left, and if they win the presidential race, and both houses of Congress, then they will complete the fundamental transformation of this country uh, and turn it into something that the framers didn't envision and that you and I uh, will not even recognize. I've heard your brother say that it's not so much that the media is a subsidiary of the Democratic Party these days as that the Democratic Party is a subsidiary of the media. They seem to be all in with very few exceptions on the side of the the Democratic Party and the left. There's no question that the media is behind a lot of this, orchestrating a lot of it, and certainly is in collusion with the Democrats. Who knows who's starting it? Uh, And but but they're all in it together, as you say, and that's important for us to recognize. The, the, the media is so biased. For example, the other day uh, when Anderson Cooper was questioning Joe Biden, he embedded in his question a presupposition favoring Joe's son. Uh, Mr. Biden, how do you respond to the uh, broad, uh, false allegation that your son was engaged in impropriety. You're talking well, about built the, into the question. You're, you're talking Pardon? about the first question in the last debate, are you not? Yes. And and Anderson Cooper starts the debate pretty much by saying, "Oh, those evil Republicans have lied about you and your son. How do you respond to them making these false accusations against you?" My, what a what an unbiased question from the reporter, huh? Unbelievable. Truly, really it's unbelievable. Uh, I'm, I know that you know this, but I'm going to quote just a sentence out of your book for uh, the benefit of our listening audience. I, and this is one of the first things that struck me as I started uh, reading your book today. It says, rejecting the principle of equal opportunity for all, the left puts pits America against one another according to race, class, 
gender, and other categories in a grim struggle for power and government largesse. I thought that kind of nailed the entire left in one sentence right there. Yeah, they they reject equality of opportunity. They want equal <clears throat> outcomes, and which denies human nature. They're they're embracing socialism full on, which is contrary to human nature. It shrinks an economy. It leads to enslavement and poverty. It killed 100 million people in the uh, 20th century alone. And they want to go back to it. These leftists never tire of their fantastical ideas. And so they somehow think that socialism can work because the right people haven't ever tried to implement it. Now they're superior and they'll figure out how to do it. But uh, And they claim they have compassion, that we don't have compassion. But at what point are is the political left going to be held accountable for the results of their policies as opposed to their supposedly good intentions? Well, this has really boggled my mind. I, I forget whether you're older or younger than Rush, but I'm within a few months of your brother's age. And, yeah, and, yeah. and I, I, I can't remember any time in my lifetime before now where, where one of the major political parties has been so antithetical to the very ideas that the country was founded on. They absolutely abhor America as founded. They believe we were born in hell with slavery and genocide of the Indians, and they paint a completely biased picture of, of history. And they don't mention that we atoned for our slavery in the Civil War and the subsequent Constitution, uh, constitutional amendments and the civil rights laws. Uh, no, they want reparations now. They want, but because the problem is they don't have a heart for minorities. They have a quest, an insatiable quest for power, and they exploit minorities uh, accuse us of racism so they can alienate minorities from us uh, and, and acquire power uh, at their expense. And so uh, it it is really uh, so out in the open now what the Democrats are doing on socialism, abortion, open borders, and identity politics and the rest, that you would think that there's still enough people in the country who think like we do that we would have a uh, – Landslide, landslide re-election of President oh. Trump. But the, but the problem is they have indoctrinated kids uh, who are now voting age that capitalism is evil, that conservatives are evil, that they're racists and bigots, that socialism is morally superior and practically superior to capitalism, uh, that we advocate uh, life because we want to hurt women, that we... Uh, want to focus on uh, racial colored blindness rather than uh, color consciousness, which the Democrats now promote. The Democrats are now pushing for segregation, in effect, and they're rejecting Martin Luther King's legacy of judging us by the content. Of our oh, they've our they've done that for quite a while, but uh, I can't yep. remember ever uh, an election. I mean, Mondale just said he was going to raise taxes and lost 48 states. It, it, it would boggle my mind if anything besides New York and California went with uh, the Democrats on the kind of platform they all seem to agree on. Uh, I, a couple other quotes from your, your opening of your book that I found interesting. You said they seek revenge against America's founding generation. And you state that the modern left, then, 
is in an all-out war against Western civilization and the values and liberties it produced. That made me in the mind of this uh, representative Ilhan Omar talking about about how they were going to put an end to American imperialism. Yeah, now how can you be that warped uh, to, to make that kind of allegation and that kind of critique of America? How can you be Eric Holder, Obama's former attorney general, and say America never was that great? And the same thing with uh, Governor Cuomo of New York. Uh, how can you be an American politician and make those kind of statements? How can you be an American politician and advocate open borders, flooding our borders with criminals, with people who will get on the welfare rolls, get free health care, will, will be, become a new dependency class, and, of course, vote Democratic? That's why they support open borders is because this is all about power to them. That's why they alienate men from women, gays from straight, black from white, Hispanics from white, uh, rich from poor, because they, their power depends on stirring us up against each other because they don't have a policy agenda. Their policies have all failed. They resort uh, and revert to racism and, and other identity politics in order to uh, acquire and preserve their power. Now, your brother and many other people are of the mind that these kind of absolutely radical, and I mean insane radical, like letting convicted felons have a vote and giving free health care to illegals, uh, that, that that may end up resulting in a massive backlash and a huge victory for the president in the next election. Do you have that kind of optimism, or are you concerned that we may be too far around the bend of indoctrination that, that we're in serious jeopardy of losing losing the House, losing the Senate, losing the presidency. You mentioned that earlier. How, how strongly do you think that's a possibility? Well, I don't, I don't think we will lose the Senate yet. Um, and I, I'm optimistic that we'll win back the House and that we'll win the presidency. But I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, it's too volatile. And anybody that claims they know for sure, I think, is uh, just talking. A lot of hot air. None of us knows for sure. I share Russia's optimism, but partly because I can't allow myself to be, to be negative. I can't bear the thought that my kids are going to end up uh, in a culture that is rabid with cultural Marxism, the culture of death, socialism, and uh, a country that we won't recognize. I just can't bear to think that. This is the freest country ever. Liberty is something we champion. It is something that the left opposes. They're authoritarian. They're intolerant. They suppress our liberties. They suppress our religious liberties. And uh, this is a real problem. And and, and I, I, I am very concerned uh, that they have indoctrinated enough people to make a difference in the election. But I also think that they have awake, awoken a sleeping giant. And, I, and that's right why Trump won the last time, and I think they've even shown themselves to be more venal and extreme since, not accepting the results of the election and trying to impeach him for four full years. That's what's going to happen. That's what will have happened at the end of his term. And so I think people can see how unreasonable and radical and extreme they are, and and that, that gives me reason for hope. I hadn't had a chance to get to Chapter 12 yet. Leftist authoritarianism goes private. Can you give me a short preview of what's in there? Well, you know, it's not just through the means of government that they suppress our liberties. And, and the Constitution comes in and hopefully will protect us against government encroachments. Although when 
when you have an administrative state, which combines legislative, executive, and judicial functions in one administrative body, you've got a bunch of uh, entrenched bureaucrats who, who thwart the uh, will and the policy agenda of the duly elected president and legislature. So that's a problem there on the government side. You have judicial activist judges who also thwart uh, the, the agenda of the duly elected representatives. And there's other ways that the, led, the Congress will do end runs around the Constitution, such as these statutes uh, designed to circumvent the Electoral College and, and various other things. But in addition to that, we have private uh, censorship and suppression of one side of political speech. So we have college campaign. Well, yeah, absolutely. But we also have Google. Yeah, but the colleges are technically affiliated. They're subsidiaries of the state because they're funded. I'm talking about Google, Facebook, and Ah. uh, Twitter, Instagram, where these private corporations, Gillette, they sermonize us. They have sensitivity training. They promote the radical leftist social agenda and economic agenda and political agenda. They censor, they shadow ban conservatives, 21 out of 22 prominent political figures uh, that they have, that Twitter has suspended in the last, in, in, since 2004, uh, were Trump supporters. 21 out of 22. That's not a coincidence. That's not an accident. They deny it, but you've got Project Veritas videos that show Google employees uh, talking about changing the results of an election. You have a liberal PhD Democrat who says that Google might have uh, affected 2.6 million votes in Hillary's favor. And if, if it combined with Facebook, for example, it could affect as many as 15 million votes in the 2020 election. Well, even if you think that's hyperbole, just use a fraction of that and see how horrifying that is. Do you think that Hillary's going to jump in? Uh, I, I, I have my doubts because uh, I don't think she's healthy enough. Just that alone. Did you see how she how feeble she was, and they tried to hide that so much in the last... Oh, yeah. Uh, in, that, in the last election. I, Shoveling I her into the van. Yeah, and I, I don't know for sure if she's got that kind of sickness that progressed, uh, but I just assume so. But if not, maybe she'll get into it, but she's so she's, she's so unpopular uh, among people. Uh, she's such a whiner. She never accepted anything. But then again, the Democrats don't seem to have any problem with those kind of people. So you never know. I mean, Elizabeth Warren is, is not likable and she's doing pretty well. So we're talking <laughs> about a plurality. We're, we're talking about a plurality here uh, that she's doing well. If she won the nomination, it's a different thing when she's facing, when she's just facing one other candidate. But here's the dilemma for the, the Democrats. You've got Biden, who is the least radical on paper of all the candidates. 30 he's got, seconds. He's not, he, he's not acceptable to their base. And he's also becoming, uh, I think he's losing a little bit of mental competence. And I don't say that disparagingly. It's just he's slowed down. He doesn't seem clear-headed to me. This is all really fascinating. We're just about to come up on a hard break. Will you be able to to stay with us past the news and and, uh, stay with us a few more minutes after uh, 2.35? For a little while. i got another interview coming up. But for a few minutes, I I would be uh, happy to. Thank you so much. We're talking to David Limbaugh. He's the author of Guilty by Reason of Insanity, a new book. We're going to come back and talk about it again after this bottom of the hour news break. Thank you. And you're listening to the Dave Ellswick Show, but Dave's not here. Carl Kimball sitting in, and we're interviewing David 
Limbaugh, the author of a new book called Guilty by Reason of Insanity, Why the Democrats Must Not Win. And Dave, I've got to say, I'm really impressed with the breadth of this book, how many different aspects of uh, our current cultural scene you address. But in the few minutes minutes that we've got left, I'd especially like for you to comment on this last chapter about open borders and abolishing ICE. And you have a, a section in here called Black Americans are disproportionately impacted by illegal immigration. Would you expound on that a little, please? Yeah, the, the uh, we're seeing... Uh, the jobs taken away from, from minorities through this immigration, uh, open borders policy. Uh, the, the Democrats, you know, they're, they're for abolishing ICE, as we say. They are for, uh, opposed to a border wall. They have sanctuary cities. And I don't understand. And, and they're, they're opposed to integration and assimilation. They don't want – see, see our, our immigration system is set up to encourage – people who come in to come in legally in an orderly way, in a way that we can control it and not be overrun with people at the same time and have people learn about our Constitution and civics lessons of America so that they will be incorporated into the American idea and they will become American patriots, people who love this country, who want to be a part of this country, as opposed to separated and balkanized in their uh, cultural enclaves. And so, of course, some of that's going to happen anyway. But what we want to do is encourage people of all races and ethnicities to become Americans. So this idea that we are racist because we want to guard our borders is preposterous and offensive. We don't oppose uh, uh, open borders because we're racist. We oppose it because we're sane, because we believe in America, because we (laughs) believe in American sovereignty and because we believe in the American idea and the idea of limited government that's guaranteed to us by the Constitution. So uh, the, the, the left doesn't believe in nation states to the extent we do. They don't think America is exceptional, great, or unique. And above all, they want to encourage people to come in and overflow our borders and give them sanctuary because they want them to be Democratic voters. And it, it, how else do you explain it? No other nation does this kind of thing. I mean, the few nations that have tried it, France and all, have had disastrous results. No self-respecting nation can possibly uh, not guard its own borders. It's a, it's a recipe for utter disaster. Uh, the Roman Empire fell largely as a result of that, an internal implosion. Exactly. We, we just have to learn from the lessons of history. Well, thank you. That was uh, eloquently and powerfully said. Uh, I may, being a historian myself, may expound upon your uh, Roman example a little bit later. But I, I want to thank you so much for this book. My wife and her family immigrated here, and they came in the way you said. They had to learn the Constitution. They had to learn American culture. And they came here to be Americans, not to be part of some other group. By the way. Uh, we do believe in a rainbow. We believe in everybody. I'm not meaning that the the, uh, the gay rights part. I'm saying we believe in all different kinds of ethnicities becoming Americans. We want to treat everybody the same. Everybody is every human being is created by God in His image and therefore entitled to equal dignity and respect. We hopefully we don't look at color. We try to be colorblind. The left is color consciousness. Color conscious 
rejects Martin Luther King's legacy of judges judging us by the content of our character, not the color of our skin. It's shameful what they're doing, and we have to stand up to it. My, my uncle was a federal judge, and my cousin now is. They both say that the, the most gratifying experience that they've ever had as a judge is to preside over a naturalization ceremony where you induct new people uh, as citizens of the United States, and they're so grateful to become part of the greatest nation in the history of the world. That's what we want to inspire, not criminal uh, influx of our borders. Because the principles on which we were founded are universal principles, not based in tribalism or ethnicities, but in the human spirit and our rights from God. There you go. And according to the left, our rights come from government and not God. And therefore, the government in its beneficence will give us as many rights and freedoms as it deems advisable or practical, whereas we believe our rights come from God and therefore are unalienable. David, I think you make the case wonderfully here, and I'm looking forward to reading the rest of the book. This is definitely something that I wish every American could read. You make a great case why the Democrats must not win for the sake of our culture and our nation. Thank you so much Thanks for being so much. with us. We're Thank delighted you so much to have for had me you. On. Absolutely. Take care. Take care. And we would invite your calls if you would like to join in our discussion. Our telephone number here, 501-823-0965. And uh, while David couldn't stay with us, we would be glad to continue discussing some of the principles that he brought up. My word, I thought he said that eloquently and powerfully, don't you? He... uh, is obviously someone who loves America and who loves the principles on which it was founded and wants to share those principles with all of our citizens, all of us. There is not liberty or free speech or right to bear arms for one part of America. It's for all of us, at least all of us who have not committed felonies and forfeited our rights. Huh? Well, I think that we'll go ahead and take a break a little early so we'll have more time for discussion. And he talked about the Roman Empire. He set me off. I'm, I may talk about that when we get back. You're listening to The Dave Ellswick Show on 101.1 FM, The Answer. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. 